You're listening to The People's Wrestling Podcast with your host, Ali Bunker. Yes, welcome to another episode of The People's Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ali Bunker. I'm back as a host, apparently. Reluctantly. What do you mean reluctantly? I'm all over it. All right. I definitely wasn't just talking about how I can't be bothered because I don't have the time right now. Prove me wrong. Um... I am joined, as you've already heard, by Aiden Bunker. Aiden, how are you? You've been ousted from your hosting duties. Clearly, didn't do a good enough job. I haven't been ousted. I just thought, in an effort to motivate the team, um, I can't be carrying the ball. I can't be carrying the show on my back. So I thought, I'd, we can. Now you've seen how it should be done. <laughs> oh, I you see. Can, uh, <laughs> you can step up to the plate. Okay. You lazy piece of crap. Yeah. Uh, you are a miserable something 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 prick as Kevin Owens called insufferable insufferable prick Um, speaking of pricks Matt how are you doing (laughs) okay he's gone no Matt Bubby how are you fuck you hey fuck you you're there I I thought it was your gimmick to be a prick No, I was just about to say, I'm glad to have a prick ain't fucking hosting this week, but actually he did a better fucking job than you did. <laughs> um, yeah, but I thought that was your thing. I thought you'd like to be in a bit of a dick to people. I am a dick. There you go. Been proven correct. He's a dick, but you called him a prick. Well, what's the difference between a prick actually, and a dick? Actually, if you want to give me my full title, I'm a cunt. All right. <laughs> we try and refrain from using the mojo descriptive word. Um, but yes, you are a little bit of that sometimes. Seeing as he's not on TV much anymore, should we find anyone else to describe as, like, as, instead of Mojo? Uh, no way, Jose. No, I don't find, like... Well, you're his biggest fan, that, you've got a t-shirt. He's just shit. But I don't particularly have anything against him. I don't think there's anyone I dislike. Who do I find really... Dominic's like? a bit of a dick. I find, um... Such a Dominic. Ray Mysterio. I hate Ray Mysterio. I hate him. I find oh what's his name? Um I think it's Santana from Proud and Powerful. I find him to be in like, he reminds un- me of Enzo. He's unbearable. Yeah. The best the best the best <laughs> Oh fucking All it makes me think All it makes me want to do is edit that on top of Best of You, but I don't have the ability. No. I'm sure you do. I'll try. Put your mind to it. Put yourself down like that. Then you find out that you don't have oh, yeah. to do. I'd Once rather, you found that out, then you can say that. Aim low and avoid disappointment, <laughs> yes. and then get my hopes. You just told us how much downtime you have. Oh yeah. According to Ali, I've got all the downtime in the world. <laughs> don't just say it, all right? I'm a busy, busy man. Tension in the ranks today. So it's the <laughs> couple of days after Survivor Series, we didn't perform too well. Uh, we need to bounce back. We do need to bounce back. Um, yeah, we, we go again. <laughs> hold up, hold up. Apologise for the fans. Who won, no, Who no, won the uh, we'll prediction? Skip, we'll just skip over that bit. Um, Who won the prediction? Skip over it. Well, Who won the prediction? Me and you came joint I'm first. I'm back, baby. I am back. I mean, it's a tainted victory, isn't this it? This is the first one that you have come... Tainted? The first hey, one you've come last in. Oh, actually, since the last one. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh. Come last twice in a row. Yeah. What? You came last at Hell in a Cell. Oh, fucking feed. The last one before that was Fastlane. Am I still well out in front though? 
I was only two, one back. You're two OB. points in front of me. I am back. Oh, is it all riding on TLC? So I just go with the same predictions as you. I win for the year. Yeah, but don't be a dick. <laughs> How far behind is Matt? Um, Matt I'm is nine behind you. I'm putting my Royal Rumble prediction out there, though. Oh, dear. You what? I'm going to put a Royal Rumble prediction out there. Can't change it if you do it now. All right, I don't care. <laughs> You're going to lock I'll that in. I'll do it now. You're locking I'll that in. I'll do it now, and I'll lock it in. Kevin Owens wins. <laughs> if the microphone's picked up me and Aiden whispering, we just got we just guessed that. <laughs> Kevin Owens is winning the Royal Rumble this year. Tell I'm pretty now. sure you've predicted Kevin Owens to win every match that he's been in this year. <laughs> When's yeah, the last match Kevin Owens actually best. won like a single or singles match? He technically won on Raw. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he technically he would have done. But yeah, I didn't even need a bell go. I'm sure it did. It did, yeah. Um, so Matt. If you are going for Kevin Owens to win the Royal Rumble, let me just give you a quick update. Did you know? You're looking at odds. Yeah, that that is currently twelve to one. That is good odds. Put money on it. Stick a tenner on that. Money on that. Hundred and twenty quid you can win. Going on that. Current favourite? Who do you think? Current favourite. I imagine Seth Rollins might be quite high. No. Seth Rollins. No, he's twenty-five to one. Really? Randy Orton? Mm, Randy Orton, no, he's not very high. He's 25 to 1. Daniel Bryan. um... No, he must be really low. He can't even find him, unless he was right at the top and I skipped him. Oh, he's 14 to 1. Who's favourite then? The favourite is Roman Reigns. Oh, yeah, of course. There there were stories the other day. That he um, is set for a major push in 2020. Four to one for Roman Reigns. Still pretty good odds to be fair. Do you know what? Do you know what's going to happen though? No. He's going to be the first one to beat the Fiend. Bray Wyatt, and everyone's going to lose oh, their. Yeah. Shit. WWE would have not have learned anything from their past, and will make Roman Reigns defeat Bray Wyatt, and they'll expect it to be some sort of big happy ending, and it will be a, a massive shit show. It'll just be a bit of a damp squib on it at the end of WrestleMania. Current outsider bets then two hundred. If you've got, if you're feeling a bit like throwing an out there bet out for the Raw Rumble, two hundred and fifty to one. So you stick a tenner on that, then you'll be laughing. Vince McMahon. <laughs> Where's, um... <laughs> same Vince McMahon has the same odds of winning a Royal Rumble as Mojo Rawley. <laughs> they all start calling everyone a Vince. Um, um, Jimmy and Jey Uso, one hundred and twenty-five to one, the same odds as Babatunde. I mean, it's pretty hard for Jimmy and Jey Uso to win the Royal Rumble when they don't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, they've just disappeared. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin, one hundred to one. <laughs> same as Shawn Michaels. What? Um, what's Adam Cole at? I feel like he's got a decent chance of making. You mean Adam Cole Bay Bay? Yeah, Adam Cole. He is not NXT champion actually. Decent odds. Forty to one. Forty to one. That ain't bad odds. Four hundred quid you could win. Imagine that, man. I don't know what's happening with these odds. Every time I looked at wrestling odds recently, they've been terrible. But these ones, like even four to one for Roman Reigns. I guess it's because they're still far out. If you were to do it a couple of days before the show, when there's all the rumours and stuff, it's probably a lot. I reckon we should all put a tenner on someone. I think it might be a good idea. It has to be someone different, though. CM Punk, second favourite. Yeah, we all do someone different. Yeah. Nine to two. Second favourite? Yeah. Well, I'm going with Kevin Owens. Where's Kevin Owens in the ranking? One, two, three, four, five, sixth. Sixth. And Behind Kane Velasquez. Oh, fuck off. Finn Balor, Bray Wyatt, CM Punk and Roman Reigns. 
What a mix. What a mix. Here's a decent. Here's what I'm thinking a decent bet might be. Sixteen to one, Alistair Black. Nah, no chance. Well, I don't think he will. What about Tomasa Champa? Minutes don't get him. I did not see Champa on here. Um, Tomasa Champa, thirty-three to one. A higher place than Adam Cole. Interesting. Johnny Gargano, no, forty to one. Baron Corbin, fifty to one. That might be a good shout. <laughs> Baron Corbin winning the Rumble. Jeez, could you Shinsuke imagine? Nakamura, fifty to one. Same odds as the Undertaker and Triple H. Becky Lynch winning the Men's Royal Rumble, sixty-six <laughs> to one. Um, Pete Dunne, sixty-six to one. Same odds as Rob Gronkowski. That sounds like a bingo. <laughs> Pete Dunne, sixty-six to one. <laughs> Shorty G, sixty-three who, to three. Who are you to go with? I'm going to go with Kevin Owens and put money on it. I'm going to have to have a sit down and think. <laughs> if the, if you're parting money, then it's going to have to be a serious thing, can't it? Neck on the line, two old months early. <laughs> Um, what if you make a pick now and that person gets injured before then? Well, can um, you have yeah. a recall? Do you mean you get your money back? You, you get your money well, back. As in, in our, well, yeah, I suppose. But I mean, in, in our thing, can we then pick someone else? No, I mean, even what, says here, specifically, bets will stand regardless of whether the competitor enters the match. If, if I predicted Kevin Owens that he becomes champion or something before then, then I think I should get another vote. Interestingly, the women's uh, Royal Rumble odds are significantly worse. The favourite of seven to two, Ronda Rousey. Mm. Charlotte Flair. Four favourite, nine to one. Becky Lynch. Kyrie Sane, interestingly, is second favourite. Really? At six to one. Yoshirai. Yoshirai is down, quite low down. Shayna Baszler. Yoshirai forty to one. Same as Adam Cole. Shayna Baszler is. Eight to one. Interesting. Becky Lynch is sixteen to one. Rhea Ripley sixteen to one. Right. So that was our new section: betting with Ali. Um, <laughs> Just come up with a better name for that. Something with PWP in it. Right. PWP punts. Yeah. 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 PWP or PW punts. Uh, PW punts. Punting with peeps. <laughs> Don't accidentally uh, mispronounce that, though. No, we don't want to be the PWCs. Um, so, yeah, interesting. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll stick some money on, but we'll have a think about it. Discuss that at the weekend. Sure. No, I'll say weekend. Next next Wednesday. Well, are you sure next, you'll next have time Wednesday. for a discussion? You know, no. you're such a busy man. I'm not sure I will. Okay. If I'm honest. All right, well, you suggested it. <laughs> <laughs> I did. That's right. Um, right, so we're a couple of days removed, well, a few days removed from a, what a weekend of wrestling it was. Saturday was Aiden NXT War Games. Well done. Um, from the All State Arena in Chicago, I imagine. I, I believe it was the All State Arena, wasn't it? Um, and well, we had um, an interesting card, shall we say the least, full of mystery going into it. Um, starting off with the women's War Games. Sorry, War Games <laughs> match um, won by Team Ripley, as successfully predicted. By myself, believe it or not, and I said she'd pin Shayna Baszler. He did, yeah. So I mean, if you take my takeover predictions and roll them into the I Survivor Series weekend, I think you and Matt had the same. I've deleted them now because we decided not to include them. But I know that I didn't. I, oh. I definitely would have come come last because I predicted. Is it possible that Matt might have won the whole weekend? 
Yeah, you would have done. Yeah. Oh, well. we got the same Sorry, Matt, I got deleted. <laughs> so I still want to survive. It's all right, it's fine. You came joint. Uh, you joint, you joint. You came joint second. Anyway. In what? We got the same points for Survivor Series, me and you. But Ali came last. That's the most important thing. Thanks, man. I've just thought I'd give I you guys... I'd, I'd I thought give you guys I won. Some. You did win, kind of. Five out of... You got five out of ten. ten. Aiden got five out of ten. You got five... You got five matches. Hang on, Aiden. We did bonus points for the oh, Survivors. I see, I see. So I got Roman Reigns and SmackDown. I see. Fair enough. Fucking Charlotte. Oh. Anyway, right. uh, War games. Back to war games. Back to war games. Yeah, so what do we make of the women's war games match? First ever women's war games match. I thought it was good. Full of shocks. Um, I wouldn't say full of. There was a a shock. Um, I think the shock was the winner. And also what happened beforehand. <laughs> uh, the the beatdown from Dakota Kai to um, Tegan Knox was brutal. Tegan limps. The repetitive slamming of the door on her knee about 20 times in a row. That looked pretty painful. Don't know whether it was or not. Wasn't there. Um, but I thought it was very well executed. I think it it was it was well done in having it not like during as in they were both in the match. Yeah, so I didn't. This confused me because I didn't. I didn't know about um, Mia Yim being beaten up beforehand when Mm. Dakota Kai came out. I was like, "What's what's going on here?" Um, But as soon as that as soon as that happened, I thought it's going to be an interesting dynamic. Yeah, so on the on the pre-show, she'd been roughed up, and uh, um, doctors determined she couldn't continue. Had to take her off in an ambulance, and and uh, Rio was like, "Dakota, we need you." And she's like, "Oh, I can't do it. I'm not ready." And Tegan's like, well, "You can do it. We believe in you." So she was like, "Okay." And so that's she how it, did. That's how that happened. And she did it. Mm. Yeah. So who was expecting a Dakota Kai heel turn in 2019? Not me. I thought about it. Not like any time longer than about a week or two ago. But I've considered it. You considered it. Um, what do we make of Dakota Kai, by the way? I think uh, I've seen a lot of comparisons with Bailey for Dakota Kai for the obvious reasons. Um, do we think she's she's at a stage where this is a big move for her now? Or do we think you know she's, she's somewhere but well down the card on NXT? I think the problem is that the women's division on NXT is stacked. There are so many good people. Well, it is, and I think what what the weekend told me is um, not just from War Games, War Games, but from Survivor Series is that Rhea Ripley is over, and Shayna Baszler is over, and everybody else is really fighting for that third spot. <laughs> so what I'm in, um, and Yoshirai's probably got that one. What I'm picturing the fallout from this is the. The secondary feud in the women's division is going to be her and Tegan Knox. Mm. Tegan will probably be out for, say, three or four weeks. Mm. Um, but this will be because this will be Tegan's first real comeback feud because she hasn't been involved in a really proper one. Though, yeah. um, she came kind of straight back into the 
the war game scene. Um, so yeah, I imagine this will be the kind of the secondary. Few. This will be the summer's, uh, the winter's version of Candice Lorraine and Shrai. Yeah, so speaking not of, for the title, just the grudge match. Speaking of Candice, I I can imagine that you know if we're going with two knots being out for a few weeks, I, I imagine since they were on the same team. Dakota Kai versus Candice LeRae maybe her first in the meantime, sort of in the meantime yeah, just get her over um, yeah, put her over Candice LeRae to be fair I'm sure Mia Yim might be looking for retribution assuming it was Dakota who attacked her good shout yeah didn't even didn't even cross my mind but uh, that's that's um, assuming she's cleared to compete do you think this was the plan for Dakota Kai so suppose in the after um, after show post-show scrum media call thing mm. that Triple H does after takeovers he said that every move with Dakota Kai's heel turn was planned from the start mm. does that include is quite an, in breaking it's quite an NXT thing well that has nothing to do with so would she still have taken Mia Yim out of the, before the match you think I'm sure she would well Mia Yim wrestled two days later on well that's what I thought so yeah. it's not as if she wasn't cleared to compete I can't maybe, imagine maybe not in a war game match it wouldn't make a difference, would it? No, I guess not. Um, if they'll clear Champa with a shitty neck. <laughs> shitty neck. This hasn't just happened. Um, going back to the match then. So what do we make of the actual match? So obviously the, the stuff with the Gokai, Tegan Knox was, was, was great. I didn't see it coming at that time. Well, I mean, I did crowd after a little while. The crowd loved it. It looked vicious. She kept coming back. She pushed William Regal. Yeah. Essentially punched him in the chest. Yeah. So that was, you know, that was impressive. I thought the crowd loved it. I loved it. Uh, the rest of the match, what did we make of it? Because there were times where I felt it was it was it was going through a bit of a lull. Um, uh, I watched. So I, the thing I have, the problem I have with these matches, is there's a lot of filling time for people. So the first two people who start, obviously, they get joined by someone else. Um, and you know why someone's making their way down to the ring, or like if, if Rhea Ripley's case, getting weapons from out under the the ring. What are the other two people doing? For about two whole minutes. Yeah. As well. So it was Candice LeRae, wasn't it? Candice was in there. She got two on one. Yeah. Um, with Yoshirai yeah, and, and Bianca Belair, and uh, like there were times where like Bianca Belair and Candice LeRae were just in the corner, like not doing anything. And when I when I was thinking. Uh, like when Rio was doing uh, run down and put, throwing all the weapons in and mm. stuff, I was like, Candice is down, Eo's down in the other ring, mm. Bianca's in the but why was in that down? ring? Um, but for about two whole minutes straight, Rio was just handing them weapons yeah. that they could have easily picked up and used. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just feel, feel like that. Every, these matches feel very contrived at, at times. But at least with like the men's one, when Adam Cole came down, did all the tables and stuff, the other guys were helping him like take them, set them up. It wasn't as if he was just chucking them in the ring. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a bit kind of meh. But yeah, there was, there was a, a few moments of kind of like waiting for. I think that's really picking out, though. Yeah, I mean, no. I'm not by all means. I'm not saying it was a bad match. It just felt every in both of the matches, there was times where it just felt like okay, someone's not doing anything at this moment in time, and if you're wrestling and trying to win a match, well, I suppose you get you're them, going to be doing something. You get them in a lot of multi-man matches, especially like Money in the Bank. You More get rumbles. Like, someone will get. Throwing off a ladder, they'll hit the rope, and then you don't see him for the next well, seven minutes. That's what makes it harder in these matches because you can't leave the ring. Yeah. Uh, so you know you can't go outside and hide down there for a bit where the camera can't see you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it does make it harder. I think overall, I was impressed with the match, and I, and I thought probably the right decision to have uh, Rhea pin Shayna shows a bit of weakness for her. Cool finish with the handcuffs. Yeah, it was a cool finish. Um, 
can't remember what had happened before that that everyone was incas- incapacitated from. Um, there was just before that, Katie Ray kind of walked the ropes and Rio turned around and whacked over the trash can. Yeah, which was pretty harsh. Um, and Io took out Candice and Bianca with the moonsault off the cage. Ah, yeah, that was it. That was a big spot. Brilliantly executed, by the way, as always from Yosha Ryan. Yeah, beautiful moonsault. Um, what did, did we? So Rio was fucking over. Yeah, talk about Rio being over. That's like, what I mean. Well, Rio, the, the chance of Io were drowning out her music on the way to the ring. Yeah, not the ring to cage. I mean, her and uh, I think Rhea Ripley and Shayna Baszler, as, as I say, have kind of cemented those top two spots on NXT for the women's division at the moment. I think Yoshirai is probably in that third place where she could just pop into the main event scene whenever. It's finding a, a credible feud for her at the moment is is quite difficult. Because, you know, Tegan Knox is now going to be taken up. Um, Candice LeRae, we've had that. When's I mean, the next take over? January, isn't it? It'll be over Rumble weekend, won't it? I think. Yeah. Although I thought it said February. The, uh, well, they announced one in, in um, Oregon. Take over Portland. Yeah. Um, which is listed as the next one. I don't think they've confirmed one for Rumble February. weekend. February 16th. What's is the that... one that they've confirmed NXT versus NXT UK? Oh, that's Worlds Collide, isn't it? That'll be Rumble weekend. That'd be Rumble, would it? It'd be a bit of a shame not to have a takeover before Rumble. Yeah, so they did, that they they'll... did advertise that Portland one. I'm assuming that they'll then be... Um, NXT will be part of the Rumble. But... Uh, the the title matches and all that stuff will they be on them? I, I guess so. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's a bit strange. I feel like takeovers have such a different kind of energy and f- and vibe and feel to them that mm. put them on the main roster. And although it'd be good exposure for NXT, it just kind of waters them down. Like we kind of saw on and Survivor Series. Yeah, the crowd weren't there for Pete Dunne and Adam Cole until the end. They just were so slow to get involved in anything mm. in every match for the the women's. The first women's match, mm. they were fucking dreadful till yeah. till it was Rhea and Sasha. Then they came alive. Yeah, right. it was. I don't get it because it'd be almost like eighty to ninety percent the same crowd as the night before. So. I know. Well, I mean, we know it's that with WrestleMania. Green didn't t-shirt, we? Like we went there. to we went to take over and Wrestle and WrestleMania and Raw and SmackDown saw the same people. It is the same people for these same kind people of in the same seats. Yeah, apart from the one next to us in the Barclays, it was yeah. different every night. It was different. Well, the same guy a couple of times. Um. But yeah, like you were right, Ali, February. February, yeah. It's um, February 16th. Yeah, it's just interesting that they weren't into it. I, I don't know. I can't. I can't. Maybe they were tired. A bit like Matt at SmackDown at in New York. <laughs> <laughs> just couldn't go on any longer. But I mean, it's, I mean, we'd watched. Yeah, well, at least I've got the eight Smackdown, hours of WrestleMania I mean? by then. Um, but yeah. Anyway, um, I raised Pete Dunne. He was in the triple threat match against Killian Dane and Damian Priest to earn a shot at Adam Cole at Survivor Series. He won that match. I bet Matt, you happy with that one? Yes, I was. I thought this was a good match, actually. I thought I was quite impressed with this. I, I'm quite impressed with Damian Priest, actually. Yeah, I like Damian Priest. I don't like the way he looks. He looks smarmy and a bit sleazy, but I think that he's supposed to. That's kind of his character. He's like... Nightlife lover kind of guy, so yeah. People, I've seen people very much, comp- very much dresses like Edge from nineteen ninety eight. Well, I'd seen people compare him to Baron Corbin over the weekend. Yeah, and he's considerably better in the ring. 
in terms oh, of like athletic. move set wise, and he's in better shape. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, definitely. Um, it's purely just because he wears those, those trousers. Yeah, I think that's why. And he had long hair. And got long hair, yeah. And like the tattoos, it's a similar sort of gimmick to what Baron Corbin had. His was a bit more mysterious, whereas Damien Priest is a bit more playboyish. Yeah, it's a good good term. Um, but yeah, I thought I was impressed. Killian Dane, I thought I've not really watched a lot of Killian Dane since um, you know since War Games from a couple of years ago. Isn't done much on the main. He didn't do much on the main roster. So coming back to NXT has really been a breath of fresh air for him. Uh, and you know he's he was brought across as a very credible challenger in this in this match, and I thought that was good. Yeah, NXT has always been quite high on him, so probably makes sense for him to go back there because he just yeah. wasn't being used at all. Yeah. Um, so what did we make of the actual match? It was good. It was one of those ones where you could tell initially the crowd were a bit burnt out. I don't um, know how. Yeah. I mean, it's after a War Games match, I get it, but... You always kind of get that, though, after the TakeOver opening match. Yeah. You never want to be second on the TakeOver <laughs> no, card. No, no um, that's true. Yeah, it was all, it was all good. Um, I like the finish, mm. the way that Pete Dunne landed on Damian Priest from whatever Killian Dane did, yeah. and then just kicked Killian Dane out of the yeah, ring and then pinned him. It made sense. Yeah, um, um, I liked it. No, I thought it was. I thought Pete Dunne was the obvious-ish winner, but there were times where I thought, "Oh, Killian Dane's going to win this." Um, yeah, I thought that a couple yeah. of times. Not that I wanted him to. No, I don't think we, had, we didn't really want Killian Dane versus Adam Cole on the Survivor Series card, did we? No. Um, but that's what I just kept. That's what I kept thinking. Like, who credibly can they put? Because it's on Survivor Series. Yeah. Like nobody else could have credibly gone up against Adam Cole. No. no, no I, I think they're trying to do a showpiece, a showpiece match or a showcase match for NXT at Survivor Series. Not that they needed to, since they fucking won the thing. Um, then you're going to put Adam Cole in with Pete Dunne, aren't you? Mm. Um, and I thought that was the sense. right decision. Um, speaking of right decisions, I made the right decision when I said that Finn Balor was going to beat Matt Riddle. I think, I don't know what you guys said. We all said Finn Balor. Okay. <laughs> um, but yes, that, <laughs> that happened. Um, was anybody else slightly underwhelmed by this match? Um, I wouldn't say underwhelmed. It was kind of what I... Is what I was expecting, really. Um, like, f- for as good as Finn Balor is, and like how he he stuck out in NXT five years ago, the st- it shows you how much the styles moved on. I think in he's almost feels dated a little bit. Not necessarily dated, um, but just some of the guys in NXT now are just so good and could do so many things. And that he's not as special anymore. Yeah, it doesn't feel as mm. doesn't feel like he's necessarily one of the best in the ring mm. when you've got Adam Cole, Matt Riddle, mm. Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, older in the undisputed era. Yeah, I think that's a that's a fair assessment. Um, how about you, Matt? What did you think? I had really, really high expectations, and I just don't think it lived up to it. I think that's probably where I was at. I mean, because I'm quite high on Matt Riddle at the moment. I think he's he's really impressed me over the last like six months because a lot of the situations that he's been put in with these like so-called dream matches and stuff, um, 
you know, he's he's really stuck out to me in, in the match with Adam Cole on NXT for the NXT title, for instance. Um, and I was really, and we got a glimpse of, uh, you know, him against AJ Styles almost on NXT, but with, you know, other people involved. Got him versus Ricochet and, on him NXT. Versus, also, him versus Ricochet as well. We got a small glimpse of that before the, you know, shit. Yeah, had a fan. good match with Cameron Grimes. Yeah, Cameron Grimes versus Madrid, I thought that was really good as well. So he, I've been really hot, hot on him for the last, you know... He eliminated Randy Orton. ...few months, and I just felt like this match should have been... It could have been a better showcase for him, and it just it didn't quite hit the heights. I wasn't. It wasn't a bad match in any way. No, it wasn't a bad match at all. It's um, just... But the right winner at the end of the day, Finn Balor needed to... The hard card to go up against. I would have preferred to Matt Riddle to have, been, have stayed in the War Games match, to be honest. Yeah, I'm sure, obviously, if Gargano could have competed, then it would have been that instead, and yeah. the match would have been different. Yeah. Maybe better, who knows? Yeah, maybe. I, I feel mean, like maybe those styles would mesh better. And maybe that's why. Maybe that's part of the reason why it didn't, it didn't live up to the height for me, was because they didn't actually have a story going in, did they, really much? Yeah, it was. He beat, probably together, weren't it? He beat Matt Riddle up. They had a Matt bit, they had a bit, a bit of a fight, yeah. He dropped him on his head on yeah. the ramp. <laughs> a little bit of a I'd fight. be a bit pissed. Bit of a fight. But yeah, that's, that was all it was. And so it was obviously this was a second, you know, the second string story, so to speak. It was Johnny Gargano meant to be in this spot. And I feel, had we been in that invested in that match, then it would have been better. But yeah. I would have I would have been intrigued to see. It mu- he must have been ruled out pretty quickly after the um, when he attacked Gargano. Because we didn't even really get any semblance of build-up after that. I think yeah. we got one promo from Finn and that was about it. So yeah. I would have been intrigued to see what the story, how that would have played out. Yeah. And I'm sure we will get that. Well, I think the story was... the obvious comeback for Gargano is to come out from the crowd and attack him or whatever. Yeah, and that would be, be great. I think the um, the obvious story that they, they were trying to tell was you know Finn Balor... Well, because Johnny Gargano is Mr. NXT. Since Finn Balor's been gone, he's, so he even touched on it, didn't he? He said... I left NXT and then I came back and like this is what it's become like Johnny Gargano considerably better (laughs) (laughs) Um, like Johnny Gargano is now Mr. NXT like no that's not and I think that's just where it would have gone from yeah Um, moving on from that then so we had the final match of the evening another War Games match the men's one won by Undisputed Era Nope. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Completely fucked that one up. No, one by uh, Team Champa. What an ending. Lost two in a row now. Undisputed Era. Yeah. It's supposed to be their match. Yeah. Should mention, by the way, um, Dakota Kai won the, the match. <laughs> yeah, she did. She, she won, won that. Antigua Knoxville on having, the winning team. Having turned on her team. Um, but yeah, this match was um, better. 11 minutes longer. Than the women's one, yeah. Um, but I feel like they got more in. I don't think there was as much kind of downtime. Yeah. Um, I do wonder whether Kevin Owens was the um, plan for this, it's a or bit, if something fell through. Yeah, it's a little bit kind of like yeah, they attacked him from behind on Raw a couple of days before. Mm. They attacked everyone. Yeah. So, is that real justification for wanting to put yourself inside War Games? I mean, if you just want to have a fight, then yeah. Fair enough. But Matt, I imagine you came in your pants when Kevin Owens came out. Of course. If I just so go... hard that his pants blew off. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
so hard his pants blew off. Brilliant. Um, if I just go back to quote one of your tweet or one of your messages from Sunday night or slash Monday morning. Uh, Sunday morning. Saturday morning. Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Yeah, sure, right. Oh, nice. <laughs> Fuck off. Where? <laughs> Where is it? I can't find it now. Come on. Keep going down. That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. I have a wrestling erection. <laughs> and that was like half eight in the morning. <laughs> no one should have an erection at half eight in the morning. They should just woke up. A wrestling erection. <laughs> so, yeah, you were hot on it, Matt. Yeah, loved it. Of course I did. <laughs> I think. Yeah. It's just one of those things. One, it all comes together for you, doesn't it? We all came together. Yeah, it was like six of my favourite wrestlers were in the ring at the same time. Yeah. That was good. The match itself, then, so better than the women's, I thought. A bit more intensity to it, a bit more pacing, a bit more storytelling, which made sense. Uh, the Undisputed Era are just great as a faction, aren't they? They just get it. Yeah, I don't have any desires to want to see them split up no I don't think they should split up if anything they should grow why would you even say it (laughs) why why would you even say that well Vince will see him he he won't like like Bobby Fish's moustache or something and then split him up (laughs) you better not because I think they're the best you'll end up calling Bobby Fish Robert Fish (laughs) Robert Fish possibly 10 years Robert Amphibian the best faction for 10 years, you say? If not more, probably. Well, yeah, I mean, better than The Shield? Better than The Shield. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, I probably wouldn't disagree with that. I mean, they've just got some way to go to Ooh, make a mark on the the whole industry. But, I mean, do you know what, who I think is the almost unsung hero for Undisputed Era? Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly. His, like, striking style... Is just completely different his to everybody style else. Is really cool, but he's just—he takes bumps like no one else. He's selling really as well. Yeah, he's selling, and in just general, like outside of matches, mm. just funny. He's quite funny, but um, not funny in a way where it's like, oh, you can't then be credible. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I say he takes bumps like no one else, but the bump that Adam Cole took at the end of this match, both of them actually. Adam Cole loves Tomaso. a bump, doesn't he? Well, especially with Tommaso Ciampa's neck. Probably not the wisest decision that they could have gone with, but. Did you literally see Britt Baker's face? Yeah. It was like she was half pissed off, half I'm really worried about him. Yeah. Um, I think she would have been pissed off. I think it was just a bit of concern, really. <clears throat> the thing that pissed me off was all the internet virgins losing their mind that, oh my God, Mauro Ranello mentioned Britt Baker by name and they showed her on camera. Oh my God. Fuck off. Who cares? Of course he was going to mention it. What's the problem? Yeah, what is the problem with that? Triple H was asked about that in his, mm. in his post-show interview. What did he say? He said the producer who shot that shot... Um, Has now been sacked. <laughs> just didn't know who she was. Oh, no. <laughs> he was like... She was, that is not true. That is like, Triple H was, saying he doesn't... That no one knows who AEW's talent is. <laughs> he was well, just saying that the, he was looking for... That that producer was looking for the most genuine reactions in the crowd... And it just so happened to be from the girlfriend of... Because she's been there at other shows. I do not believe that for one second. I mean... I kind of do. I, f- like, I don't see them intentionally... Like, 
Nobody cares, oh, and I'm sure NXT are a lot less, um, like, they'd be a lot less petty about that kind of stuff than, say, Vince would if, he, just... if he had any idea who, like, say, Britt Baker <laughs> yeah, was. I'm sure he doesn't know who um, she is, yeah. But, yeah, like, I don't think any NXT guys would go to AEW shows, um, but I don't feel like AEW would shy away from, if they were, put them on camera and mention them. And I don't think... Oh, NXT... they'd probably use it for publicity. I don't think NXT would be as, uh, as just as petty. I think it's just yeah. I don't a bit know. of. A, I, I, oh, I, I think one hundred percent. They saw her and she's going on camera. Yeah, I don't know. It's Maybe. A fuck you, isn't it? It's a fuck you to AEW. Why would it be a fuck you to AEW? Let's mention because one of their talents is at NXT. But, How's that not a fuck you? So they then. They mentioned her on TV. They showed her and mentioned her on TV. Britt Baker's Google searches mm. then went up like tenfold. Her following on Twitter and other stuff went up by like about a thousand, like about 1,500 mm. in a night. Um, so I don't necessarily see that as a fuck you to AEW. I think that's a thanks NXT. <laughs> I think it's more, I think it's more from, from NXT or WWE's point of view, it's more just a. Um, this is what your AEW talent is choosing to do on their Saturday night. <laughs> Which is a fuck you. It's not as if, like, if she if she wasn't going out of Adam Cole, if she didn't know any, like, if she wasn't going out of any of them, then it'd be a different story. Yeah, yeah I know. But um, yeah, I'm not reading that much. Into I don't it. think there's much to read into it. I think, as you I say, think, people just got... Uh, I don't think there's any conspiracy or an intention around it. I just think, yeah, it's just a bit of a... So naive. I wouldn't even necessarily call it a slip-up. Not a slip-up at all. It's just they, It was just an interesting decision they made, I thought. Yeah, and I mean, I doubt it would have been, Mauro, we're going to put the camera on her and you have to mention her. Mm. I'm sure it's just... That's the kind of thing that Mauro does because he knows shit. Yeah. He's very knowledgeable. Yeah. Um, if we ever see him again. If we ever see him again. R.I.P. Yeah. Mauro. <laughs> um... Should we talk about that one then? Corey Graves, Mauro Ronaldo. What do we make of this whole situation? We've come to the end of takeover stuff, so we'll get on to Survivor Series in a sec. But someone who was absent from Survivor Series was Mauro Ronaldo. Um, because he was so passionate and emotional on Saturday night that he blew his voice, blew his out. voice out. So he had to sit through Michael Cole. <laughs> oh, fucking baby. hell. Um, and Jerry the King Lawler. Jerry Lawler, yeah. So this all stemmed. Fucking shit. This all stemmed from um, tweets that Corey Graves put out during TakeOver, wasn't it? That said, you know, by the way, there's two Hall of Famers. It was during the main event, wasn't it? Two Hall of Famers on commentary. I'm sure they've got something like decent to add, not that you'd ever know. Basically saying that Mara was talking over them too much. Mm-hmm. Um, which, to be honest, when I was watching it, I didn't pick up on. Because I, I have a love-hate relationship with Mara Ronaldo. I love his passion. I love his knowledge. But he does annoy me. I am too English for Mauro Ronaldo. I want you to calm down and just sit, talk about what's happening and not be so American about it. And he's not even American. He's, he's Canadian. Not, but not be so North American about it. And by that, I mean, just talk a little bit quieter and retire to Mamma Mia and don't make references to things that no one knows what you're talking about. I don't have a problem with the Mamma Mia. I think it's a pretty decent gimmick crowd like it yeah um the i feel like maybe it's tough because i feel like do not i take back what i said about mama don't mind the mama mia but don't ever make it mama effing mia (laughs) (laughs) yeah 
Because that's just contrived, and that doesn't—that's not natural, is it? No, I think Mauro adds a considerable amount more to a match than he takes away. I don't really ever come away from a match feeling that like, oh, I didn't like Mauro in that match or anything like that. But I do sometimes come away from it thinking like, oh, Mauro like killed it, and all like he made it feel like such a big deal. Mm. I think he's very good at making, like, especially main events, mm. feel like a big deal. But he's also very good at making the bit less significant matches feel like a big deal whereas sometimes on the main roster it's kind of like this match is going on but we're telling you about the main story yeah. over the top of this match that just so happens to be oh yeah he's always very fully invested in a match that's happening which is a good which is a good thing which you could never ever say about Michael Cole or even Vic Joseph or anyone really other than maybe Corey Corey Graves sometimes he's got, he's got other things on his mind as well I think just you know just being really just too loud for me. <laughs> just too loud. Is I know that I can't watch, and this is because mainly because she absolutely hates wrestling. And we, I tried to sit her down, and I was watching Matt Riddle versus Finn Balor, and literally watching it with Frankie was my least favorite experience of my life. She just she did my head. In. Didn't even pick the best match. Well, I've, I hadn't seen it all at that point, so I was watching it for the first time. Um, and I thought, well, games matches aren't probably the best for her to watch. She's not that big into violence. So I thought, technical wrestling match between two really good wrestlers, do it. But Mauro, you can show her some flippy shit because she thinks she can do it. She probably could. Show her an Osprey and Ricochet. I've shown her one of those before. Um, but yeah, Mara was on it and he was annoying me. I can't imagine how she would have felt about it. So, just tone it down. But either way, I didn't... My original point was, I was watching TakeOver and at no point did I think that was the case in the main event I didn't think he was being annoying or talking too much so was, out of all the other occasions that Corey could have mentioned something I felt there was other than matches where he could have done but in this main event I thought he was fine yeah I I don't I don't have a problem with his war games commentary mm. I can't recall at any point being all like oh that was a bit like cringy or whatever um, the Corey Graves situation is a bit weird like See another person who just needs to stop using Twitter for a bit. Yeah, I mean, I know obviously he's the kind of guy who'd be like, "Oh, I'm a bit, I'm a bit of a dick on Twitter." Like, I just so I have no filter between my brain and my mouth. Of course, everyone does. It's just that's just an excuse to be a dick. <laughs> I hate when people say that. Um, CM Punk. Um, <laughs> but it's the kind of thing where like people were calling him bullying, saying he was a bully, and to that's be honest, it's kind of just honest. Criticism. It's not the right word, but at the same time, Corey should probably know his audience. Gauge the situation. His, well. his audience being not the people on Twitter, but Mauro. Yeah, Because yeah. obviously everyone knows Mauro struggles with his mental health and all yeah. that kind of stuff, to the point where he's now deleted his Twitter and isn't even on NXT this week. Is he not? No, they've said he's not going to be on NXT, which... Hopefully it means Tom Phillips will get make an appearance on my TV. Because I do yeah. like Tom Phillips. Good old Tom. Um, they should just draft him into Raw to take over from Dio Madden. Yeah, I do wonder if he's coming back. Too similar to Vic Joseph, though. No, yeah, they wouldn't do two of those roles. But I do wonder if Dio's coming back. I hope not. Because he's been away for a while. It was just one F5 for a table, mate. I know, man, but he's a bit shit. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't <laughs> want him to come back. But I do, I, I do wonder if he is, or maybe they're just giving him time for like, a bit more training or whatever. Maybe. Um... So yeah, I just think that it's probably the kind of thing where maybe in-house, I'm sure they were in the same arena after the show, he could have maybe been like, yeah, great show or whatever, but like, here's some constructive criticism for you. Um, 
because yeah, it was, I don't, it was unnecessary. I don't particularly think Mara is the, would be the best at taking criticism, especially kind of in a public forum. So, yeah. um, bit of a shame. But he's apologised for it. Hasn't he, Corey Graves? Yeah, supposedly on his blog. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I was reading an article, but mm. yeah, he's come out and kind of said sort Sorry. But from what I from what I did read, he kind of started his his apology. Um, he started his apology with oh, where's it gone? He essentially started it with um, you know, like I'm the kind of guy who likes to create controversy and stuff. Yeah, here we go. This past Saturday during the Takeover War Games event, I sent out a tweet. It was an unpopular opinion, as I often do with the intention of just stirring up a little controversy. Maybe have something fun to talk about on TV or here on the show. But it's like, yeah, but don't be a dick about it. Yeah, it, was, it was needless and pointless, and it didn't need to be said, I don't think. Or at least it didn't need to be said publicly. Yeah. Um, send him a DM. Send him. Mara's always going on about DMs. Send him a DM, yeah. Um... Right, moving back on to Survivor Series then. So, the main event of the weekend, which you know, Survivor Series is a big deal. It's one of those big four pay-per-views, of, 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 you know, the whole calendar year. Second longest running yeah. pay-per-view. And, um, you know, they gave it the big treatment. NXT versus SmackDown versus Raw for the first time ever. Um, and, you know, there plenty of shocking results, I thought, on this card. No, notably, well, highlighted by the fact that my predictions were so terrible. Um Start with the pre-show. Anybody watch any of it? Nope. No. No. Because I'm just I, so I busy. I watched the uh, tag team one. Oh, you did. So um, I, I was very confused when they cause they, they didn't announce two of the matches on the pre-show, did they? No. So when no. when the card started and they'd said, "Oh, there's already been one win each for everyone," I was like, "What possibly could have been on the pre-show then? <laughs> have they put?" Um, Shinsuke versus AJ versus Roderick Strong on there. And for about half an hour, well, probably for longer than that, they didn't tell you what the matches were. No. So I was just, and I was just waiting for the matches to happen before I could see what matches didn't happen. And then after it, I was like, I still don't know what matches were on the the pre-show. So I had to go to the WWE website and look at it to see what matches were on there. And isn't it weird that this year the pre-show matches counted towards the, the tally? Yeah. Whereas the other year, SmackDown winning on the pre-show didn't, and then he supposedly got whitewashed. Yeah. So yeah, it was um, interesting. I mean, the tag team one I thought was maybe a bit harsh. I was really looking forward to that match, and it felt a bit strange to put it on pre-show. How was it, Matt? Was it good? Yeah, it was a good match. Yeah. Did you think it I deserved think to be on the main show? They put like maximum effort into it. Good to see. Uh, Viking Raiders picked up the win, didn't they? They did indeed. Was it a dominant win, or was it a hard-fought match? Who did they pin? Undisputed Era. Undisputed Era, yeah. Hmm. I think it was Kyle O'Reilly, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, and so Leo Rush beat um, Akira Tozawa. One thing I will say about it Ooh. is Kyle O'Reilly's back looked horrible. He had so many welts on his back. What, from War Games? From, what? from War Games, yeah. War Games! There you go. Um, yeah, yeah. Understandably. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Leo Rush beat Kalisto and Akira Tozawa, which no one knew was happening, so there was that. A double Spanish fly, apparently, in that match. That was for the championship. Yeah, it was. A bit strange. Um, and in a multi-brand or cross-brand battle royal, tag team battle royal, Dolph Ziggler and Rob 
Robert Roode. Robert Roode. Um, yeah, they picked up the win for no one cared about or knew was happening. Well, apparently, he's a miserable fuck if you meet him. Robert Roode? Yeah. You could say he's... Rude. Robert Lude. Hey! Um, that was much better. <laughs> I um, It really bothers me the way that... Um, oh, shit, what's his name? The Raw announcer, Mike Rome. Mike Rome. It really bothers me the way he says Robert Rude. Why? How does he say it? I haven't heard him say it in a long because time. Instead of saying, say, Robert Rude, he goes, Robert Rude. <laughs> like, why would you put the emphasis on the ert? Robert. <laughs> Hi, Robert. Yeah, you'd never <laughs> say that to anyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really bothers me, it does. I'm glad they moved to SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> the sole reason for them. Every maybe. single week it pissed me off. Uh, to be honest, the ring announcers piss me off most of the time. I just can't can't deal with them. Too extra. I've, I've said it about Mauro. I'm I'm just too English for it. Is he? I'm too English for it. What do you think about Justin Roberts and his AEW Renaissance? I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the the pack intro. He is a, he is bastard. a bastard. No, just it's pack. The bastard pack. Um, Private party. I can't ever say I've ever seen their entrance, to be fair. Coming in at uh, 24 ounces of vodka cranberry. Oh, yeah, I have heard that. Just not having it, mate. Just, it's just not cool. Or, it used to bother me in NXT. I suppose it kind of made sense for the character in NXT when it'd be like for Tyler Breeze and his, like, his seasonal residence in Grand Rapids. Or yeah. like so I don't mind things like that. But it's just yeah. Anything that makes me cringe. Yeah, it's cringy. Yeah, it's cringy to me. It'll be cringy to someone who like exactly. Wanted, like it'd be cringy to Tasha. Yeah, yeah. Like when we're on the Mauro point, when we watch NXT, there'll always be something that Mauro says that she'll just be, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. It's just every every you can say it, other than people who have very like simple names like. AJ Styles is quite a simple one, like, and everyone charts along with that, so it makes sense. AJ Styles. Yeah, he's but like Ricochet. Like, no. Your voice went. Down. I know. Did you go? <laughs> I feel like uh, I feel like Tony Chimmel. <laughs> <laughs> Superstar. <laughs> um, yeah. So just tone, tone it down, lads. All right, and lasses, both of you, all of you. Anyone but there is a, they are an announcer, to be fair. They're supposed to get them, get them hyped. Just... Samoa! See, I quite like that one. No, fuck off. What would you say? Samoa Joe. They used to have come down to ring from Huntington Beach, California. Samoa Joe! It's essentially the same. No, it's not. Who says Samoa? Samoa! No one. Well, what was his name? Um, Greg Hamilton. He's got a very good voice for it. The best in the world thing. That was a good gimmick for him. That was good for him, yeah. Mike Rome could tried it. Poor didn't guy. Work. Didn't work. Sounded like his voice was about to like leave his body. <laughs> really, that's what it does. But whatever. Yep, yeah, so just tone it down, please. Thanks. Yes, move on. I quite like the way Greg Hamilton does Shinsuke Nakamura. No, that's another one that annoys me. Really? Shinsuke Nakamura! No. Shinsuke Nakamura. Thanks. Paul Heyman and his Brock Lesnar one doesn't matter, did Yeah, it's alright. 
that's not over the top. But he's not really an outsider. He doesn't do it for everyone. But, but yeah, he, no. he does the same thing every single match where he nicks the mic off. Yeah, the I know, and the announcer always, always like, oh, I'm it should, fine. He just gets to the point where he'll be like, look, I'll just do it. Don't even bother starting. Just give me the mic. <laughs> yeah. uh, right, we'll move, we'll move on to the actual stuff, shall yeah, we? Yeah, go on then. Um, so, Survivor Series. The main card kicked off with uh, the women's 5 on 5 on 5. Survivor Series elimination match. First time ever. And guess who won again? Team Ripley. Very, Ripley. very heelish man it's not, it's not Team Ripley it's Team NXT it was Team Ripley let's face it she was the star she's all the show there was no sign of any dissension in the ranks was there no part of me was like well why would Rhea and Bianca be getting along so well the night after and then the Osha is the day before they want to kill each other yeah like and then the other part was like, oh, I suppose they're coming together for brand supremacy. And then I was also like, it's a shit about brand supremacy. It's a shit about brand supremacy. Like, that um, was the only kind of thing that gave it any kind of credence was guys who'd been fighting each other on NXT the night before banding together to show that the top brand. But other than that, who cares? Even Becky Lynch doesn't give a bollocks. <laughs> she does not give a bollock about brands. Um, so I'm just going to go to a quick Google search on who was the who was eliminated by whom on this because I thought it was quite interesting uh, in this match that Sasha Banks really didn't do anything until the end. She eliminated um, Kyrie Sane. Should have waited extra couple of seconds though. Kyrie Sane just hit the elbow on Tony Storm, hmm. and as she was pinning, she then hit with the knees and pinned her. Should have just waited. Oh yeah, that did happen. Actually. I remember that. Um, so who eliminated whom in this? So Nikki Cross was the first woman eliminated in this match. Which, by Bianca Belair, by Bianca put Belair, on the rope. which was a bit of a blow. I thought. I thought always with these matches, there's always, there's always the crowd elimination. reaction that that people you know people get on the back of the match immediately. And I felt like the, Nikki Cross going first had the potential to do that, but it seemed to ca- carry on fairly smoothly. I think they, they were just because it's the first match. It went quite a while without eliminations, and they did that thing where they all kind of happened quickly. Yeah, they all happened quickly. So Sarah Logan was next up from Bianca Belair, so that was her second elimination. Carmella was eliminated by Charlotte, Kyrie by Sasha, Dana Brooke by Asuka, Charlotte was eliminated by Lacey Evans after Asuka Asuka? Asuka spat a mist in her face Lacey Evans gave her a glancing blow but Charlotte didn't even go down and Lacey had to push her down yeah Um, Lacey was then eliminated by Natalia with a simple roll up simple simple roll up most powerful move in WWE history I'm telling you it's won countless 24-7 championships. Yes, yeah. yes it has. Um, so, it would have been fun to see that on Survivor Series of all the brands. We had the... It would have been, actually. Like R-Truth or whoever's the champ now, running from like locker room to locker room. Who is the champ now? I think it's R-Truth. Probably R-Truth. Um, interesting that NXT went with the you know injuries to Candice, Lorray, and Yoshirai, and then you know with the tactic of bringing them all out later. Didn't so, get it. It was a bit weird, wasn't it? It was stupid. Why is it stupid? To be fair to Io Shirai, her, she supposedly was injured immediately after a really cool and good spear from mm. Charlotte. Um, Candice Ray got super kicked by uh, Carmella. Mm. Really? It's a transitional <laughs> move now. Um, I mean, it doesn't happen very often. 
and to take yourself out of the match, put yourself at a disadvantage, to assume that Rio yeah. would be left at the end of a match is a very risky strategy. Yeah. Um, if they were injured, why were they allowed back down? Mm-hmm. Were they? Was that because it's technically Asuka's not still in this match then? Well, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> they came down and Michael Cole went. They were never eliminated. Yeah. So if they're still part of the match, then so is Asuka. So yeah. the match should still be going. Asuka, on. who wasn't a legal woman at so the time, so was not counted out. Which, by the way, since when did uh, count outs? In a triple threat. I know it's different because it's a, it's a tag team. Mm. But Braun Strowman got counted out. That's a good point. But later in that same match, we had Kifley but... and all that on the outside for about 10 minutes. Yeah. Refin. all I'm saying? Carmella in this match was outside for a good, like, five minutes. Yeah, exactly. And she's an idiot, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool seeing Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane square off. Have a, like, a bit of thing. Yeah, just let him go. But yeah, being like, hello, <laughs> I'm here. Literally, let them beat the shit out of each other, let them pin each other, and both teams are at a disadvantage. Yeah. She deserved what I she did, got. Uh, It didn't work, the three on three. Uh, 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 the three people in the ring at the time, it didn't work. I think a lot of the time was spent getting someone like out of the ring so that two people could wrestle which is kind of counterproductive yeah I found this match to be considerably more clunky than um, the men's one yeah the men's one kind of flowed a bit better yeah uh, despite having the same rules and all that kind of stuff so um, and the crowd were dead really didn't help the match at all did Um, not help but I just didn't understand why why NXT were the heels in this match, really. Well, they wrestled like heels, didn't they? But they were got they had the crowd on their side. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, because everyone knew going into it, that NXT was going to have the majority of the crowd support. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just yeah, I just don't know why why they're acting like heels and and there being a, a face off between Charlotte Rhea and Sasha and then Rhea being like, nah, tagging out while everyone was like, the crowd was rumbling. Like, it was all just a bit. Like Rhea help it. I know it's kind of NXT want to win by any means necessary or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was just a bit like, yeah. It was kind of a theme for NXT throughout the night, wasn't it? When win by any means necessary. Roderick Strong. Yeah. Not winning, say by his finisher or whatever. Yeah, just taking advantage. Um, but yeah, I mean, so Team Rip, well, Team NXT won. Rhea Ripley. I think she last eliminated Sasha Banks, didn't she? Hmm. Um, and I didn't actually see anything from anyone online about Sasha Banks being buried, but I'm sure there are people out there. I who, saw a couple. Who are like that. So survivors for NXT, Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae and Leo Shirai. Candice LeRae and Leo Shirai didn't really get involved very much, unfortunately. Um, they did early on. Early on they did, but they were out of the match for a long time. The um, The next matchup was the... So this was a match I think most people were looking forward to most, which is the NXT North American Champion versus United States Champion versus Intercontinental Champion. Roderick Strong, AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura. It went about 17 minutes. I thought they did what they could with the time that they had um, and with the context that was surrounding this match. And I thought this was probably the best match of the night. But... Again, with sort of like Matt Riddle, Finn Balor, not quite up where I was hoping. I think Adam Cole. Would you say it was match to the night? Uh, between that and the next one. Um, I would say the next one was a lot better. I felt quite bad for Roderick Strong hmm. because 
Kevin Dunn blew bald the fuck out of him in his entrance. What do you mean? Came down to the ring. Oh, the he ring. did, didn't he? Because, yeah, they just cut it off. <laughs> Got down on his knees, ready to do the boom. <laughs> About five seconds before the boom, cut the music. <laughs> yeah. You heard everyone just like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> Even Roderick Strong was kind of like, I don't know what to do now. Like, <laughs> a bit awkward. It was a bit. Um, what, do we, what do we make of this match? What do we make of Roderick Strong winning this match against AJ Styles, a big-name star? And, and Shinsuke Nakamura, you know, a fairly big star. Not quite. But Won the most Royal Rumbles in that match. That's true. AJ Styles has only been in one Royal Rumble, hasn't he? Was he in this year's one? No, he's in a title match against Daniel Bryan. He's yeah. never been in one. Never. He's been in one. He's debuted in one. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, he has. Yeah. Um, Forgot that about, yeah. about that. Yeah. Ever since... Ever since, in not been the one consecutive Royal Rumble. Yeah, because he had that handicap match with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, didn't he? And in 2017, he had the title match against John, John Cena. Yeah. Title matches every year. Title, title, title. The one he debuted in was a title match as well. I know. Still, the only person to debut make their debut during a title match, in ring debut, their Came first Velasquez. match against WWE. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I mean, up to that point, he was. Um, but yeah, Roger Strong won this match by, uh, was it the phenomenal forearm to Shinsuke and then he just booted AJ yeah. out of the ring and that's yeah, uh, quite a decent ending, decent match. I felt like there was more to come. Good hard hitting match. Yeah, very hard hitting. And Crowd I feel... Came round to it as well. So who commentated on this match? Was Jerry Lawler commentating? Yeah, he was. And he kept mentioning about Roger Strong's like trailer park and I thought, oh, Jerry, man, it's not, it's not funny. That like, You're not funny anymore. Yeah. You've mentioned it for It's kind times. of offensive. Kind of offensive, but like you've mentioned it over and over and over again. Um, it felt like this was the theme for Jerry Lawler throughout the night, really. It was just not knowing, who, like pretending not to know who these NXT people were. I don't know if he's pretending. <laughs> well, maybe not. <laughs> uh, did you get the impression that he didn't know who Akira Tazara was on Raw? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't until um, uh, Dick Joseph said his name yeah. that Jerry Lawler was like, yeah, yeah, uh, Tozawa. Tozawa. Um, <laughs> I thought Nigel McGuinness all night was good. Yeah. He had a bit of an edge, he had a bit of a, a chip on his chip shoulder. Chip on his shoulder, yeah. But that's what NXT were about all weekend, wasn't it? It made me laugh when King said something um, about Roderick Strong, and Nigel was like, Better not, hear, better not let Roddy hear that, otherwise he'll come over and knock that crown off your head. Crown, that King crown was, that he's not wearing. King was like, Ha, 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 ha. D- okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I thought Nigel was good without, um, without Mauro. Good with Mauro, obviously, but. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kind of stuck out on his own a bit. I still, I don't mind the combo of Michael Cole and, and Nigel McGuinness. To be fair, mm. I think it's all right. Um, speaking of combos that we liked, Adam Cole versus Pete Dunne for the NXT Championship. Matt, take it away. What do you make of this one? Where were your loyalties for the start? Uh, um, well, Adam Cole. Just because... Because he's Adam Cole. I know. He's Adam Cole, isn't he? I didn't see him losing it. I just knew it was going to be an absolute barnstormer, and it was. Loved it. And that kick was just... The steel steel photo of it is just amazing. Well, the uh, the one where he did the the moonsault and he just kicked him in the face. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's... That happened with Ricochet, didn't it? As we in an Adam Cole match for the North American title, and I thought that was yeah. that was great at that time. This one was just as good. 
so such great timing, man. And it was the um, the reversal of Pete Dunne's finisher was just amazing as well. Yeah, I don't even know how you even come up with the idea to do that alone to actually execute it. When I was watching it in the one they did on the ring apron before, um, Adam Cole climbed to the second rope, and I, <laughs> to myself, uh, uh, I don't know, I was watching it live as Survivor Series, and on, on a Monday evening, just sitting here on my own, I just went, "Oh, he's going to do Panama somewhere on the ring apron," uh, <laughs> and then he did it, and I was like, "Oh!" <laughs> <laughs> Same with, um, and they did. I do love the, that the move so thing. much. Yeah, it is a very cool move. It's cool, but it's very unrealistic. Michael Cole ruined it, though. Because he went, uh, when he went to the corner the first time, he was like, he's going for Panama Sunrise, his finishing manoeuvre. It's not his finisher. Not his finisher. Yeah, I take it back to what I said about the triple threat match before this. This probably was my favourite match of the, of the night. I thought this was best. But it, it took a little while to build. But I think yeah. I, I don't think it took a while to build. I just think it took a while for the crowd, for to, the feel, crowd to, yeah. to find it interesting, which was, was really a shame because they were really... They were doing some cool stuff. Um, I feel that they were you trying to sell I, the injuries as well, which was quite difficult um, to do at the same time. I know why like wrestlers say that the UK is great to wrestling. Because, to be fair, we get behind everything. If, yeah. It like, just felt like a little bit entitled, the crowd, didn't they? I find Pete Dunne could sh- struggle on main, main roster... In terms of his style, mm. not in terms of the match quality and all that stuff, but the crowd. Because a lot of his stuff is, you have to pay attention to it. You've got to look at the fingers and how he moves the joints and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And for, say, like an NXT crowd, they react to that and they cringe and they go, ooh, and ah, and all that kind of stuff. A lot of the main roster crowds will be sitting there on their phones because they don't know who Pete Dunne is. Yeah. Um, so, I Do f- they not? I mean... For the most part. We watch everything. I'm sure a lot of people watch everything. A lot of people do, but a lot of people don't. Like there was some there's there was one person that I follow on Twitter who um who I've followed for quite a while, talked about wrestling a lot, they like mainly talk about women and stuff. On SmackDown last week when Undisputed Era came out, someone, she went, Who's who's the one with the long hair? So I went, oh, that's Adam Cole. She was like, oh, he's hot. <laughs> it's like, I mean, if you don't know Adam Cole... Jeez, casual. You're not going to know Pete Dunne. No, I guess not. Well, one... But this match would have been terrible for Twitter <laughs> was like, oh, this Pete Dunne guy, when's he, um, when's he coming over from the UK? I was like, have you not been watching NXT for the last oh, a few weeks? He's, he's fully part of the NXT... Roster now. Yeah, so I guess people are just, yeah, there are just people who don't watch it, which is fine. But you're missing out, missing out, big star. That's watching show on TV. Missing out. Time. I mean, you can meet him like loads as well. He's <laughs> always there. No, you can. <laughs> <laughs> You've got like an in with his security team or something. Obviously, um, I think they think you are his security. Yeah. Team. <laughs> or maybe they think you are Pete Dunne. Are you the wrestler? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did get that. That was quite fun. Um, right, moving on from that then. So, The Fiend versus Daniel Bryan for the Universal title. The new blue Universal title, by the way. What do we think of that? Universal title. Blue, blue Universal Championship. We like the belt blue? 
It does look a bit better. Yeah, I don't mind it. Yeah, I still think it should just. Be we didn't. We didn't talk about the. But it would be the exact title. same as the WWE. Why does it matter? They're on different shows. But since when has they ever, have they ever had two titles that look the exact same that aren't tag team titles? <laughs> Damn it! Um, they haven't. But why can't they now? Because it'd be silly. We'll make it like Gunmetal Grey. Because they're not going to sell them, are they? Like they're not going to sell copies of them to to people who want belts. That would buy one. But he's already got essentially <laughs> the exact same belt, so why would he? Um, who would he make it a match? Red Light was back. You thought we wouldn't get that again. Crowd were hot for this one. Yeah, they were good. They were all right. I didn't mind the match, but I just I can't get behind the fucking lighting. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of it annoying. It puts me off. I don't mind it. Especially on the outside of the ring, it makes it a bit harder to see. Yeah, there's definitely a notable difference when I get back in the ring. when you're in the crowd... It's probably pretty hard as well. Yeah. Um, I thought the match was good. It very much reminded me of Daniel Bryan Brock Lesnar last year. Yeah, take the punishment, make a comeback, cut it off. Yeah, essentially. That's pretty much what happened. Um, <laughs> Ten minutes it went. And I think that was all it needed. I think you need to see much more of The Fiend. Daniel Bryan got a pretty decent amount of office, offense in. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to hopefully the story that they should tell from the... the um, Aftermath, aftermath mm. of this mm. is Daniel Bryan succumbing to his primal instincts to need to summon the energy of the Yes movement. Yeah, and maybe feeling a bit like oh, I didn't want to have to go there, but being a bit pissed off about it. Maybe I need it. Yeah. Maybe it's what takes me to the next level. Like, I'm hoping that it's this story kind of like that that they tell, yeah. where he might try and do things without him, and then just realizes shit. I can't do it without you guys. Yeah. I'm all in. I'm a baby face. Yay, baby face debris. 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 Um, Debris um, mode. Next up, Team SmackDown versus Team Raw versus Team NXT in the men's 5-5-5 triple threat elimination match. I felt this one, we mentioned it earlier, um, it was a bit smoother than the women's, but still a bit of a cluster, isn't it? It's just too many people. 15 people in one match, come on. It's not a Raw Rumble. Jeez. It's too hard to concentrate on things that are going on and the camera just keeps going from like different positions you know like well I can't really clock what's going on every minute of every and it was hard to remember who was legal yeah it was and nobody comes yeah. out excuse me aside from maybe Keith Lee no one comes out of this match looking great in I mean, my eyes Drew McIntyre looked alright did he? eliminated a couple of guys eliminated Walter very quickly and that was the thing which so, set the crowd I thought off like totally over I had like he was and I think that as soon as was, when the match started and Walter was getting all the charts and stuff um, he, I bet in their head they were thinking oh fuck we've just booked him to get eliminated first well, yeah <laughs> he's getting eliminated first shit uh, it was almost a carbon copy it was just that it took a little bit longer to get there but it was almost a carbon copy of what they did last year where that's another joke what's it crinkle 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 what's going on over there um, where, yeah, it was Drew McIntyre who eliminated Samoa Joe in like the first 30 seconds of the match. Yeah. I just and feel like people, come, the crowd people come out of this match looking a bit weak. Like, Shorty G was eliminated, you know, fairly easily by Kevin Owens, who was then promptly eliminated by Tommaso Ciampa. Like, Kevin Owens was eliminated third in this match. But Kevin Owens he was, was the first out on his team. Kevin Owens is, was for story reasons. Because he did the thing where he came in and could he frog splash Champer or could he frog, frog splash Shorty G? Yeah. 
but, you know. Frostbash Shorty G showed a bit of maybe allegiance towards Champa. Yeah. And then Champa shows nothing in return and fucks him and DDTs him on the head. Yeah. And, but, but then there's no extension to that story. Other than what, you know, they had in set two with Seth Rollins this week. About it's just a bit of a, a nod to Champa, really. Yeah, I guess so. He's a heartless bastard. What a heartless bastard. He's a heartless bastard. Damien Priest was then eliminated by Randy Orton, who was probably eliminated by Matt Riddle. Easy for you to say. No, it's not. Um, and Matt Riddle was like, was I fucking did it! I, bro, I did it! <laughs> promptly eliminated by King Corbin. So it all went a bit thick and fast at this point. Um, until Braun Strowman got himself counted out somehow. Um, Ricochet then eliminated by King Corbin, which, again, felt like was a bit of a downer. Yeah, but I mean, you've got to get eliminated at some point. You, know, so. no, you don't have to. Yeah, someone someone does. Um, Someone's got to be first. Mustafa Ali, who barely got a chance to really show his stuff, I thought, in the stuff he did get to show, really impressive, great. The Chicago crowd, like, it's almost as though they didn't remember that he was from Chicago. And then about, you know, halfway through him being in the match, it was like, oh, yeah, he's from Chicago. Now we're going to cheer him. It's the same, like, he came down with the Chicago flag, but he did the same on Friday, SmackDown. And it was like, who's Mustafa Ali? And he's like, oh, yeah. And it's like... From Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. Oh, yeah! Even <laughs> yeah. though I'm sure most of them probably weren't from Chicago. Yeah, true. Um, Drew McIntyre, eliminated by Roman Reigns. Never going to get, never going to shake him off, is he? Roman's always going to have Drew's number. No, but I thought that was kind of cool. I thought it was probably it was quite a nod to their I can't quite ongoing feud. Happened, speared. Just speared him. Yeah. Speared, speared, speared. King Corbin, eliminated by Tommaso Ciampa, which I thought was quite cool. After... Roman Reigns spears After Roman Reigns, yeah. Turned his back on his team. Couldn't give a shit. Um, didn't walk out, though, so that's all right. Did an Asuka, kind of. Then, well, then we were down to Champa, Rollins, Lee and Reigns, and I thought, um, I felt like Lee was going next, but turns out Champa was going next, and Lee was going to be the sole survivor. Of, well, I say sole survivor. The last member of NXT. Um, a lot has been said about Keith Lee over the last few months really and that over, over the weekend he was probably the star of the weekend people are saying um i would argue maybe adam cole or maybe champa would probably take that but i think a lot of people don't expect keith lee to be able to do what he does which is part of his appeal and if you're not familiar with him he's gonna look really he impressive stand out. he's really impressive in his match yeah um he went to the end he was eliminated by roman reigns i was quite i quite enjoyed their little bit at the end i thought it was good um, yeah, and Roman gave him props at the end as well. So, give him big, yeah, big respect. He big basked res- in the glory. Yes, big big respect. Um, Nigel McGuinness, when uh, the referee's hand hit the mat, but after Keith Lee's shoulder came up and Corey Graves being like, "Oh, there he go," that was quite cool. Nigel McGuinness being like, "Well, the referee's decision is final." Except for the two or three occasions a year when they decide to have a referee at the back who then comes out and corrects the referee. So, yeah, just sometimes, just sometimes. They need VAR. When they've, yeah, when they've got VAR for that one one town. Yeah. Um, Jesus, they need it on AEW. <laughs> yeah, they've had a couple. couple shockers. They've had, they've had a couple. Um, but overall, I, enjoy, I enjoyed this match. A couple little, like, oh, reallys or a bit of disappointments, but 
Overall, still never hit, no, no men's survive series match has hit the heights of a few years ago, is it? The 2016 yeah. one, just the best. That had a really good build up as well. Had a good build up. It has a great, great lineup in it. Chins McMahon. <laughs> that Jericho promo is one of my favourites <laughs> ever. Uh, Brock Lesnar defeated Ray Mysterio, much to your delight, Matt. Um, I imagine in a No Holds Barred match for WWE Championship, there was a second. Where I thought, <laughs> <laughs> no, there was no chance. Well, when they were both covering him, I just oh, oh, you mean when? Oh, I thought you, I thought you were talking about Dominic turning. No, no, <laughs> not turning. No, whenever I thought, oh my god, Ray is going to win this. No, I mean, I yeah, I got played. You got suckered in, you absolute mark for like two seconds. But I thought, you know, is this not going to make Ray look really shit if even with his son and a lead pipe? Both of them pinning him, he still can't beat him. What did look shit was the fact that it was a no disqualification, no holds barred match, which took place almost entirely in the ring, mm. and the only weapon that was used, apart from Dominic using the chair, was a steel pipe. Yeah, well, I think. Ray, mate, you've got the entire fucking building and everything in it at your disposal, Just and pipe. you go with a lead pipe. That's all you needed. Just a pipe. Mate, <laughs> get a sword. A <laughs> sword. Get some barbed wire out. Something. Just do anything. Well, he didn't. Something that you can maybe strike um, from a longer distance. A golf club. Yeah. He couldn't do that and he lost. And not that fucking pride and powerful, not um, a sock full of baseballs. <laughs> Fuck off. At least put cricket balls in there. Or some batteries. Yeah, batteries. <laughs> Rocks. Something. Anyway. Um, the main event then. The women's triple threat match. I'll be honest. <laughs> Just completely skip over the rest that was it. Did not have any opinions on no. Dominic. I think Dominic did pretty well. His frog splash was good. Yeah, Dominic did pretty good. I thought he he was a little bit short on the frog splash, so he hit him with his arms rather than his body. But other than that, he was all right. Matt, any well, opinions? Fair, I would be scared about hitting a frog splash <laughs> on Lesnar. Any opinions on Dominic? You like you dislike Rey Mysterio so much. Do you dislike Dominic by proxy? Not seen enough of him yet. So you do. I think Seth Rollins disliked him. <laughs> yeah, you stupid kid. That made me laugh, actually. I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm all on board to kill Seth Rollins now. Um, something I wasn't on board with was the women's triple threat match. I just didn't enjoy it. I don't think the crowd were on board of it. Yeah, they were dead. It was pretty boring, yeah. not going to lie. It just the, didn't really the whole, build the whole to me. Problem. It ended before it, would, before it built to anything. The whole problem was Bailey was in it. <laughs> the whole problem with the show in general is just there's nothing at stake. Yeah. And I guess Raw tried to correct that, as in like the Monday Night Raw, not yeah. the actual team. But Raw tried to correct it and made it seem like it was important that they lost. But like, what's the implications of Shayna beating Becky and Bailey? Especially when Becky then had a strop and beat her up after the match and pretended as if she won. That was a bit odd for me. I didn't yeah, like that at all. Like, well, I guess because there were no repercussions, like she doesn't need to be disheartened. And by we it. already know that um, Becky didn't give a bollocks about the brand supremacy thing. So why should we care? Yeah, she don't give a shit about the brand. So what I was saying last week about like, surely you need something like a Royal Rumble spot or a title match or something to make these matches important. Maybe um, as a reward. Shayna gets to challenge for the Raw or SmackDown Women's Championships on the next pay-per-view or something. So, um, something that Corbett Graves mentioned on After the Bell, wasn't it, that... 
I think what you said, the winners of the men and women's tag team elimination match should get the last spot in the Royal Rumble or even the main event of WrestleMania on their show, you know? Like, just something so that they can be like, they're actually fighting for a prize. I suppose you can't really take away the main event. You can't do the main event of WrestleMania thing because then it makes the Royal Rumble kind of pointless. But the... Yeah, okay, yeah, that's true. But, yeah, give them a title match, like, say, the Soul Survivor, or each, maybe each member of the winning team gets a title match of their choice, or something. Or even, just, like say, oh, the next pay-per-view is um, specific to this brand. Because they earned it. Not more than what I said at all. I don't know you didn't say that. You said like you said. That's not what I said at all. Don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> Fine, I won't. Fine. Um, so did we not enjoy this women's match? I, thought, I felt like I might be the only one. That did, no, I didn't did, enjoy didn't. it. No, I didn't enjoy it. By the time it started to get a bit of momentum rolling, Becky got choked out. Uh, yeah. Becky got choked out. Yeah. So it was a little bit... No, this. When I saw it was going to be the main event, I kind of I thought that maybe the men's five on five would be the main. Yeah. When I saw this was going to be the main, I kind of did think, oh. Mm. When the match graphic came up and there wasn't like a crowd rumbling of, oh yes, this is next. It was just like, oh, this is next, is it? This is next. Oh, we're finishing now, are we? Right. What's the last match? Oh, shit. This is the last match. And um, yeah, I was just I was a bit worried, and I think my worries were. I don't know just what didn't click. I... Just didn't, yeah, there didn't seem to be any chemistry. Yeah. I know obviously they probably, like Bailey and Becky, would have wrestled hundreds of times, but have never probably wrestled with Bay- uh, Shayna. Shayna, no. Yeah, so... I don't know. It's hard. Um, but, you know, I, 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 I'd like to see more of Becky and Shayna, to be fair. Bailey can kind of get in the bin a little bit. Yeah, I mean. Not not, not really, but just don't, she doesn't need to be involved. I mean, Shayna. As unfinished business, I guess you could say, because Becky threw yeah, a tantrum and beat her up. Oh, she did, yeah. Yeah, she did. I can only but assume that's the reason they've done this, is to leave something more with these two. Maybe. Because, I mean, the no only... Becky on Rory this week, also. No. I mean, the only... The leg drop through the table and stuff, that would have been a way to get a crowd into the match. Yeah. I felt like it's something that maybe they forgot to do in the match. <laughs> that, could, that could have maybe been something that you used to... Bailey to take too early? To take Becky out. Yeah. She went chucked over the table or whatever, but yeah. if she put herself through the table when she went to jump on her, maybe that might yeah. be the way. But yeah, it was all just a bit. Nah. Yeah, it was, that was that was that was kind of the way I'd, I'd use the word I'd use to describe Survivor Series. It was fine. I felt like they just could have done so much more. It was fine, but it was just a bit. Nah. Mm. In the end, it's one of those instances of WWE pay per views where it's like. We need this match to be a certain thing. We need this match to be a certain thing, and not yeah. just like everyone go out there and just have the best match that you can. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just doesn't. I don't think it helps the takeovers being before. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It doesn't. Uh, but we've been saying that for a while, haven't we? Anyway, so oh, sorry. For me, I just get I just get so involved in the takeover, and then I'm like, actually, I'm a little bit spent, and I can't really be bothered. Yeah. I don't mean I. I can't separate the two quite well. I don't tend to get that exhausted by it, but it just felt like the crowd. When the crowd aren't in it, I find it really hard to get. Like a match can be brilliant, but if the crowd aren't responding to it, then it it reduces my enjoyment. It annoys it. me. It does annoy. It annoys me. I end up spend, spending most of my time going, "Why aren't you enjoying this?" Rather yeah. than just enjoying it myself. Like you've paid money to come watch this show. Yeah. Fucking. 
And do you know what else is them fucking four people in the front row? Should we turn into Liverpool fans and start a petition yeah, to not allow them to have tickets? Or should we start a petition to get Survivor Series replayed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do it again, but make it better. Um, but yeah. Um, just quickly, very quickly before we go, Monday Night Raw. Did anybody know yes, that in the AJ Styles Rey Mysterio match, that when the pinfall was counted, he did he not count three. He didn't say the number. It didn't, oh, no, he, he didn't, didn't hit, hit the, the mat. I think it's because... Um, AJ's arm was in the way. He, yeah, he hit the arm on the way down. Yeah. But he made the call. VAR, man, I'm telling you. They need that. Maybe AJ's still your United States champion. Yeah, well... It would have been better. They should have stripped Ray of it. <laughs> don't do, don't do, do the old Jericho title win flip. AJ. Tell you what. Yeah, that would have been. Seth Rollins' tactic worked, though, didn't it? Fired up Ray. Got him in the title. But no one wanted that. Probably <laughs> Ray and Dominic did. Dominic loved it. Um, well, I bet you didn't give a fuck. The crowd were way more into that than they were for any point for our survivors. I don't understand it, man. I just don't understand Ray Mysterio's popularity, if I'm honest. Oh, well. I never will. Maybe I don't you, understand you, it. You're quite, you like Ray, don't you? I'm not like a fanboy or anything, but I, I don't dislike him. I don't dislike him. I just don't understand why he's so popular. He's just a. I don't think anyone dislikes him as much as I do, but maybe Brock Lesnar. It's good for the kids. He's got the point now because he's, he's the like, size of one. He's good enough in the ring for the kind of adults to like him. Um, and hey, he's, he's I, I just do you know what it is? I hate his finisher. Six I can't, cannot bear it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm indifferent. I don't really care for it's it. It's so bad. I think it's bad. I think when other like he does it the best out of everyone because when other people do it, it's very weak. But he it at least get some speed on it. Wouldn't hurt. I don't see why not. You just move out of the way. Well, yeah, that's always been the thing. Like if you're in a match with Ramos, there's so many of these. Just don't lean on the ropes things. on the middle rope. The second you feel that you're leaning on the ropes, be like, oh shit! Yeah. There's no point you'll <laughs> ever be that out of it. Like, you can't move. But you could say that about like never dip down when Triple H is running. Because he's going to hit you with that jumping knee. Yeah. Um, There's other ones you can't think of any. <laughs> I remember having it. We've had this conversation before. Yeah, before. don't try. Don't like try and clothesline John Cena yeah. after he's backboard. Well, just so he backboard drops after, you. After after he's done um, a shoulder back, yeah. a shoulder tackle, gathering. Yeah. Then don't swing because then he'll suplex you. Mm-hmm. It's just. Thing like wrestling logic. Remember when I had that hashtag going? Wrestling logic. You never sure we can bring that one back. Maybe. Way back Wednesday. Or when Adam Cole's on the middle rope, don't stand there. Just sort of bend over like this, (laughs) bending over. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, right. So we've talked about the NXT Survivor Series and a little tiny bit about Raw. Um, So thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the show. You can find us. Remember on Twitter underscore at the underscore PWP. Um, and yeah do get involved we've didn't put a predictions up this time did we I did you did I did not see any of those tweets which I was it was one tweet oh I was oh you did it in a screenshot I was um, so I've been doing it for about six seven months okay (laughs) (laughs) I was um, trying to avoid spoilers and it was really really difficult because I get notifications on any tweets that you send um, and anyone who replies why because I like to keep up to a I keep abreast of what we're doing. And um, 
Yeah, people were replying or liking and retweeting things, and I was just trying I'll tell you not. Right now, nobody. Like there was like two. That's about right. More games. I think it was telling you that. Yeah, it was telling me that. What you, and I saw one that you put one that said "coley shit" like before, before <laughs> I'd seen Kevin Owens um, coming out. I was like, "Is that a spelling mistake?" <laughs> <laughs> oh well, it's not. It's, I've been I've been spoiled. Um, just turn the notifications off the night before a paper. I just never remember to do that. Never. But to turn them off now. Like you don't need to see what I'm tweeting. Yeah, I do. You'd be nosy. I need to follow it, mate. Anyway, yeah, you can find us at the underscore PWP. Um, thank you for listening, and we will. Yeah, I believe that we are all available. Are we all available next week. Thank you, sir. I mean, I am a very busy man. Um, I'll probably be available. Will you be available? Is the question. Yes. Yes, I will. As it stands now, I'm available. I am currently available. Yes. All right. So we will see you next week. <laughs>